Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving people. Then Enrique Alvarez Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Nick Sainter, Jay Foreman back with you from Embassy Suites here in downtown Boulder as the uh, traffic and the uh, both on the road and the foot traffic really starting to pick up out here in Colorado as we are just about a mile away from Folsom Field, the stadium, the home of the Colorado Buffaloes. Jay, we talked about Nebraska's defense uh, versus Colorado's offense in the first segment. Now let's switch sides of the ball. Nebraska's offense versus Colorado's defense, all right, because there's been a lot of talk this week and I think just this blanket and generalized thought of Nebraska needs to run the ball and they need to do it on a tradi- in a traditional sense with their right. running backs and they'll find, they'll find some success against Colorado if they do so. I think that there's there's levels of truth to that. Sure. But I would ask you this. How is it, how important is it for Nebraska's wide receivers, for a guy, whoever it is, whether it's an Alex Bullock, whether it's a Billy Kemp, whoever it is, to step up in this game? Because last game, outside of the Bullock touchdown catch in the end zone off the botched trick play, there wasn't a guy like we saw maybe last year or the last two years with Samari Toure or uh, right. uh, Palmer. Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer. Yeah, I mean, it's huge because, number one um, – Let's just talk about the conventional run game. Number number one, you, you can you can take the crowd out of the game mm-hmm. if you can you know get them for three, four, five yards a pop, and then you start converting first downs when it's third and short. You're continually ha- having the ball continually like like if you take a percentage every first downs, ten percent of momentum yeah. off their sidelines, and then also that's what you know the identity that you want to be able to establish and and and, and be, and that's what the, the way this team has to be if they're going to be successful, being efficient. And staying ahead of the chains, running the ball. I mean, what I mean by that is, even if you get a two or three yard gain on first or second down, or whenever you choose to run, you can't negate that by having a five, you know, five yard mm-hmm. false start or or you know, legal procedure or you know, legal formation. So, as long as they do that, they'll be fine. And then, as far as one of the receivers, you know, you know, it's got, it goes hand in hand, right? Uh, we got, they they definitely have to do a better job of getting open and cashing in on or making more opportunities for them to be the only choice, meaning that they're, you know, two or three steps, you know, separation on the, on the defender. But then also the quarterback, you know, has to get them into – get the ball to them in a timely manner. I always say on time, on target, so they can do the things that they, you know, have been coached to do after catching the ball. And then also they have to be a two-way player on offense. And what I mean by that is – you can't just be, oh, I'm here to catch passes. We get we get a running back, get to that second level. We have got to make the 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 the, the huge run block. Maybe be, might end up being the game winning block. And so, um, you know, everybody just needs to pull a little harder and pull in the right direction. Um, just going to assume that Jeff Sims is going to play uh, and have a better performance than he did last mm-hmm. week because you know the biggest jump in, in in improvement could be from week one to week two. There's nowhere else for him to go but up. Um, but they got to scheme it up right as well. 
you know, I wanted to ask you about this, Nick, even though I'm not staying, I'm, you know, sitting in for Rico. How, I want to ask you, I guess I wouldn't say how important, but how do you think they should go about scheming up? That means the timing of the play calls, the certain play mm-hmm. calls, the formation for setting um, Jeff Sims up for success especially early. Well, I think a lot of it was when we look back at last Thursday's game, there was a lot of uh, poor play calling in certain situations, but I think there was a lot of poor decision-making right. in, in situations as well. Um, I think both things can be, can be true. I mean, for example, on that, the, the, the drive that there was 12 minutes left in the, in the third quarter, they took the shot. We liked that play call. It was the two that followed it up. Right. That, that was tough to, tough to swallow. Then obviously the de- decision-making on the interceptions – tough to swallow as well. I, I think I, I, I'm going to regurgitate what I said prior to the Minnesota game. Figure out a way to establish the traditional run game with, with a guy like Gabe Irvin or Anthony Grant right. um, or whoever's, whoever's you feel the most confident in. If that's Anthony Grant, despite what we've been hearing, then go ahead. Throw, have Anthony Grant out there. Whoever gives Nebraska their best yeah. chance to, to win. But then I think you've got to figure out a way to get the tight ends involved as right, well. That's right? I think you have to get the tight ends involved. We look, uh, yes, uh, Reed Gilbert's not with him or whatever his situation is nowadays. That, that's, that's not a, a talking point right now. Right. It's the guys in the room, Whether even if that is Heinrich Harburg that you want to bring in for yeah. special packages, it doesn't matter. Figure out a way to get, um, and maybe even underneath routes with, with wide receivers. Right. Figure out a way to get Jeff Sims in a rhythm. That stadium, Folsom Field, is going to be rocking. Right. It is going to be rocking tomorrow. You have the first first game, first home game of the Coach Prime era. It's the the established rivalry between Nebraska, Colorado. Colorado's good, yeah. or you know, according to, to the national media and national they're, they're in a the top twenty five school. Yeah. Nebraska's always going to bring the fan base and that just charisma and that 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 attention to them. That stadium's going to be rocking. And in a town, yes, Minnesota was, but I think this is going to be a step up, and I'm a little concerned with how uh, maybe Jeff Sims might respond. Yeah, it's going to be huge uh, how he responds, you know, obviously initially starting the game, mm-hmm. but how he responds after some adversity, right? So maybe the yeah. defense gives up seven points and you have a three-and-out series. Well, how do you bounce back? Because you got to reset. That's what the sideline actually is for. And so, uh, you know, that's going to pay a huge dividend. Um, the tight ends, you're you're 100% on the best. A quarter, a, a young, and and, Je- and this is what people need to understand. I view Jeff Sims as like a, a high school type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. May, obviously, that's playing in college. He's better than any high school quarterback out there. But what I mean is, is he doesn't have consecutive in in like two or three years of starting experience. Yeah. It's very spotty, and you never know how he was coached there because. You know, were they really teaching him the nuances of playing quarterback? So he's still kind of green, and so you know, you, you wanna you wanna use the sideline as a teaching tool, but as a refocus tool. You know, as far as him or any any player. And then as far as um, the tight end play, that's the that's quarterback's best friend. Mm-hmm. That's Tom Brady. You know, that's Peyton Manning. They always had tight ends. That's the easiest throw when it's executed correctly. So even go back to the second interception. That throw is so easy. It's pitch and catch because these are big body guys that can run a little bit and and they can make contested catches because their catch radius is so high and wide. Use them, and then that might open up Billy Kemp. That might open Marcus Washington. It it might like Bullock to you know get free a little bit on the third or fourth corner. So you have to almost it's like the it's like the analogy where Tiger Woods used to say when he first started 
practicing after the season was over. He started from the green back. Everybody thinks you just mm-hmm. go to the driving range. So find different ways to get it to other guys, get them involved, or position groups involved, and then you can hammer home with your bell cows. That'll work out a lot better against a team like Colorado because as much as they keep you on edge offensively, you can keep them on edge defensively as well. So yeah. that's where Nebraska has to really take advantage. We can play our game longer, harder, and better than you versus we only do it for a little bit and we get down by 7 or 10. You could be down 10 points in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. There's plenty of time to come back. We saw that first game last year. Well, and, I mean, even even last week at times, you know, yeah. Minnesota down by down by seven. Uh, to 7 at one point late in the game. Yeah. And, and Nebraska's been on the receiving end of losses in that situation when they've been ahead in years past. Okay, so now granted – Strick is calling me. Strick, we are on the air. Anyway, um, at the end of the day, okay, so the answer, your answer for this could be both sides of the ball, and that would be perfectly acceptable. What side of the ball is more important to play well? Is it the defense to keep Colorado's offense off the field? It's the offense. Or uh, is it the, the offense, offense to keep your defense the, off the, the defense, field? It, it, listen, the defense can go out there and play well and give up 20 points. We have to score more than 20 points. They even have a chance. Yeah. So it's the offense. They, I mean, they owe, they owe the defense one. Yeah. Right? Um, now, they did some good things, and you go down to the red zone or go down the half-yard line, you, you know, you messed that up. You, you had another chance to score. You messed that up. That's all water under the bridge. So we're dealing mm-hmm. with right now. We need that offense because the, the offense and being efficient is the best defense. So you're yeah. so it is the offense. This is 100% on the offense to step up their play. The lazy mind of thinking, oh well, you got to score 40 points. Sure, if Colorado allows us to score 40 points, good on us, bad on them. But the offense has to step up and be efficient, both in running the ball and passing the ball. That means catching the ball. That means you no know, turnovers. Uh, you know, obviously after when you're trying to get a run after the catch, but it really means you know staying out of your own way. Don't get over your skis. You know, you know it, it could be as simple as Ethan Piper staying on a double team a little bit longer before Ben Scott's got to go up and, and, and reach the second level. Mm-hmm. And you're overtaking that guy, and the line of scrimmage is moving forward as well. So those are the little things that I always look for, um, and generally that will tell you who's going to win or how long they're going to be able to hold on to a lead or come back from a deficit. Once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline on the Starter Heyman text line. You can see us on the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream as well, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, or Allo Channel 951. Nick Sander, Jay Foreman, Rico back in the studio pushing all the buttons. Jay, we got this off the uh, the text line from an unnamed texter. says, my dudes, everyone is slinging the same strategy of clock control, but our offensive line has done nothing to indicate that it's possible. Better hope our defense forces some turnovers or it may not be pretty. Speaking about the offensive line, is there much you can say other than just, all right, go out and show us this week that it is? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, listen, I I think the offensive line overall is better than last year. I did not think that they played that poorly last year. And I was just about to say, I don't think they play as poorly as people are saying it. Mm -hmm. I think it's the the two sacks given up by Turner. But I also put an asterisk by those. He was expecting – inside help yep. both times. So then that does look like the offensive line. I don't think – we've obviously seen worse. Yes. So I think they can, but they have to they, – they also have to double down on, on a decent performance. Mm-hmm. Not only have the same performance, they're going to have to play 
the game of their life as a unit. Well, and, and, and I guess maybe to, uh, to this Texture's credit of how they've shown nothing to indicate it, at times also, and last Thursday is, right of, is, is a perfect example, two procedure penalties inside the opponent's five-yard lines. That the can't happen. The, yeah, the one at the half-yard line is uncalled for. And then you could say, well, you could call a timeout, this, this, and this. You had them, mm-hmm. on, the, you had them on the ropes. It's essentially all you got to do is just not let the guy, you know, dive into the backfield. You jump off sides. You can't do that. And so, you know, you got to be able to get him over the sideline and, and the bench is the, the best coach out there. But then also you have to make sure whoever's going into the game, if you're in a rotation or sub, can play up to a certain level. They just all need to play better. Mm-hmm. And there's guys now individually that probably played a little bit worse. Uh, they need to get it going. If they all play good, if they play good as a unit, they'll be just fine. Once again, earlier this week, Matt Rule did say that uh, Teddy Prochaska is available, just uh, probably in a limited capacity. Nick Henrich and Jamari Butler are both available and are will are expected to play tomorrow against the Buffaloes. One thing I did want to say before we get to break here. Once again, it's Nick Sainter, Jay Foreman. We're here at the Embassy Suites down in uh, Boulder. As getting ready for the Blur tailgate tomorrow morning, we will be on the air from Boulder at, let's see, it'd be 8 a.m. Nebraska time, 7 a.m. Boulder time. Uh, so if you are making your way to Colorado, make sure you stop on by and say hello. You can get your tickets uh, online at BlurEvents.com. So once again, Jay, I'm a little concerned at Nebraska's defensive side. We saw in the first possession of the game last week where Tony White used 15 to 18 different guys on defense on the yeah. first possession, right? Mm-hmm. Colorado, one thing that they did against TCU last Saturday was they're able to get going and get up to the ball quick enough where they don't have to sub, Yeah. right? If Nebraska finds themselves in a situation to where they're rushing guys off the field and Colorado snaps it, that's where a team like Colorado might hurt you because you're going to get those those penalties where you have too many men on the field yeah. because Colorado's not subbing, so therefore the, the game doesn't have to wait on you. Yeah, and it makes it worse if they, they are eating up chunks of yards yeah. <laughs> at the same time because then – it's farther for whoever's the sub to, to run in. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the flexibility that Colorado has afforded themselves to have, you know, three receivers that are really good, a running back that can, you know, run in between the tackles and outside the tackles, catch out of the backfield, a decent tight end, and then you have, a, you know, the X factor in Hunter. So they put a lot of pressure on the players, put a lot of pressure on the individual coaches and obviously the coordinator and Tony White to be able to match up and understand there's going to be a time that you're going to get outnumbered or whatever it is, that doesn't mean your whole game plan is gone. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you, you trash everything. you got to stay pat and you got to show confidence in your players. And they they got to start well. they got to tackle well. Um, they got to they gotta make up for, you know, their best D lineman being out for the first two quarters. And then when, you know, he gets back, he's got to, you know, make up for being suspended. And so it'll be interesting to see how they go about this, this game in the first quarter and a half, the first half of, or even – the first, uh, you know, half of the game generally will tell you a lot. It won't tell you the whole story, but you'll mm-hmm. be able to write a f- quite a few pages. And so um, the offensive line's got a big task, but I think they can do it. I, I think really when, when you're in those type of meetings, and I've been on both sides of it, right, where, you know, somebody just had a rough game or you had a rough game, if they know each other and love each other like they said they do, you, you, you're going to see a different type of mentality out of a couple of players, and that's going to be – um, uh, definitely a welcoming 
uh, sight for a lot of fans and uh, coaches, former coaches. We saw it last Thursday. Nebraska was able to kind of take the air out of the stadium in uh, Minneapolis and then also take control of that second half with some momentum on a big special teams play. Oh, yeah. You're probably going to need something like well, that this, Col- tomorrow. Colorado gave up a huge return. Yeah. Um, Nebraska should be looking their chops. Uh, Nebraska was on the cusp of being really exciting in, in, in both the kickoff return and, and punt return team. So um, they need to uh, at the end of the at the end of the day, Nick. They got they have to win special teams. There is no we can break. We have got to win special teams. Yeah. Okay. That's coverage units, return units. You know, and making you know field goals, you know, extra points and timely punts with the direction and all that. We got to win. We have got to be a head and shoulders winner in special teams. And then defensively, we have got to either win or break even. Offensively, the way you win isn't by points. It's the way you keep the ball out of their hands, and then you get points yourself. Three, then you get seven. Then you get another seven. Three, three, three. Well, you're, you're, you're right on the door of scoring 30-some-odd points yeah. by just staying out of your own way. They do that, they'll be just fine. Once again, Nick Sander, Jay Foreman with you here in Boulder. Uh, less, rest of the uh, ticket personalities that are coming, DP, Jake, uh, Strick is in town as well. He's about 25 minutes away from here. Uh, he's going to be on the block uh, with, with Strick and Austin here in just a few moments. Um, Terrell, Vershawn, they're all en route as Farley, well. Farley, where you at, man? We're, where we're, is Farley? <laughs> who if you, knows? If, hey, if any of you guys see Farley on the road, <laughs> text it in. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Uh, 402-464-5685. Jay, you going you gonna to participate in our weekend picks? I'll listen. All right. Well, yeah, you're going get... to participate? Yeah, I will. All yeah, right. There yeah, it is. There yeah, it is. Yeah. We're going to be joined. Rico is uh, back in the studio as well. He'll be able to play our music. Rico and Austin coming in for the uh, weekend picks here on the happy hour as we close it out on a Friday, less than 24 hours away from kickoff between Huskers and Buffs here in Boulder. You're listening to the happy hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.